Welcome to episode 78 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And uh, we have a little tiny bit of news, I guess. We have a very short list of news. Short Even though we news. haven't talked about news in two weeks. Two weeks. I'm sure you guys are caught up on everything more than we are. Uh, yeah, I only just now watched the new solo trailer, mm-hmm. literally as we sat down at this table. Um, I have to say, I'm actually quite excited for it now. Yeah. It looks really fun. It looks, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm very excited for this trailer. Um, I loved the... Um, I have a good feeling about this. Yeah. We finally, he's finally a positive person. Yeah. It, you know, there was, there was good, genuine moments of like little bits of comedy in there. We got a little more of Donald Glover. Which is all I really wanted. Because oh, I just want a Lando movie more than I a know, Han movie. I know. I really want a Lando movie. Mm-hmm. If this, I was if this is well, maybe we get a Lando movie, but I'm not sure. It'll probably do okay. This? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Star Wars still. It, yeah, I, I, but are people burnt out on Star Wars? I'm burnt out on Star Wars. I'm... Mm, I'll still... I mean, I'll... Obviously. I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, we're still going to watch it. Of course. Like, I'm more excited to see this now than I was after the last trailer. Yeah. I don't know if I'm burnt out or if I'm just... um, Not anxious. Not worried. What's a word that's kind of in that same realm? You're, you have trepidation? Skeptical? Skeptical? Yeah, tre- tre- trepidation yeah. sounds right. You're trepidatious? Trepidatious. Trepidatious. Say trippingly, trippingly, dear boy. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical <laughs> of Star Wars films after... Because I, I, I think I've voiced my opinion on the podcast before. I wasn't a huge fan of Rogue One. Oh, that's right, you weren't. Um, and then Last Jedi, You're I was wrong. also not a huge fan of. You're more right So I'm kind one. of yeah. like, of the past three, I'm one for three. Mm. Which is not great odds. No. But never tell me the odds, Cameron. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it if it, that was that was one of my favorite jokes in the um in the Family Guy Star Wars special where it was like remember. um like the odds of getting through this asteroid field are one in ten. And Peter uh Han Solo was like, never tell Really? That's that's not that bad. Yeah. I, I think we can do that. Over <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Star Wars can be good. Just yeah. Put it in Seth MacFarlane's hands. He did a great job. I he will honestly say. Did. Yeah. He did great. And then, um, what's his face? Robot Chicken. Uh, Seth um, Green. Seth Green. Seth just, Green did great one and a half times. Yeah. Just give it to Seth's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they can handle it. Yeah. Just give it to Seth Rogen. Exactly. Yeah. Just JJ, step away. <laughs> did you watch his comedy special? J.J. Abrams? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stepped into the... It's just, he can never finish a joke, though. He just opens up a mystery box, setting up a joke, and yeah. he never pays And then off. he walks off stage. Yeah. And then Ryan Jensen comes in and just, like, shoots down all of his punchlines. Yeah. <laughs> he, he explains all of them. Yeah. No, no, J.J., it's not funny. Yeah. Oh. Walks um, away. Wait, no, Seth Rogen had a stand-up special? Oh, on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. He he took charge of the... Um, uh, Oh God! What is it called? Comedy charity. Night oh, of too. Uh, the night of too many stars. No, because that's still John Stewart. Isn't that HBO? I think so. This is the first time this one has aired. I think I had someone talk to me about it at Kickball today. Uh, Hilarity for charity. Oh, okay. Um, Never heard of it. One of the guys I used to do kickball with. I don't think it ever was broadcast before. Oh, interesting. Um. Because he was talking about he helped set up it when it first started. So it's, mm-hmm. I guess it's fairly new. Oh, okay. He's a young, strapping lad. Oh. Um, has a girlfriend. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Um, I'll work on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he he was talking about how like they kind of transitioned it this year to kind of be like almost a Seth Rogen roast over a comedy special for charity. That sounds kind of fun. Did you watch it? I watched half of it. I watched up to John Mulaney's performance. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming up through. Sorry, up through John, John Mulaney's, Mulaney's performance. performance. There's no way you're going to turn the TV off when it's John Mulaney. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Luckily, he's pretty early on. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see Seth Rogen being a good guy for a roast because from everything that I've seen and heard, he is actually like a really nice lovable down to earth yeah guy and that he would be totally down for something like that mm-hmm. i can see that being really fun yeah the the opening kind of monologue-esque thing opening skit is uh nick kroll being his douchebag self Wait, like uh, playing sorry, one of his, his douchebag characters yes, or playing sorry. his the nick kroll douchebag persona uh no playing one of his characters oh, okay um I, I assume. I don't think he. I feel like. I, I hope he's not a douchebag. No, in real I think. Life. I think he's I, a good. I don't person. think he is. I think he's actually pretty chill. But yeah. I think that he has a persona, though he does for. Yeah, say it's the same kind of persona that um, what's his face uh, in another yeah. white guy. Nope. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Just Manzukis. Oh, where Manzukis is always okay, yeah. playing. Like the he's asshole. always playing. Like he's playing just like a little bit. Like even when he's himself, he's always playing just a little bit heightened. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Nick Kroll, like Nick Kroll, like asking uh, Seth Rogen for a favor, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, can you just, like do the laugh for my for my cousin? <laughs> like, yeah, and Seth's like, no, man, Seth I, I can't. Uh, and like he just like goes, it's it's a it's a funny but very awkward. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, bit at the beginning. So I have never met Seth Rogen, but I. Oh, you haven't. I have not. <laughs> I have not. But. Um, when they were shooting Steve Jobs, they were filming it at Deanza College, where at the time I was studying Oh, film. you're going to do your, your acting drop? Well, I mean, okay, one, yeah, <laughs> I have a brief appearance in that movie. But no, what I was going to say is... Not just the movie. What? Aren't you in the trailer? Yeah, yes, I'm in the trailer. And, yeah, you can, yeah, I'm in the trailer and the movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Me in the trailer? <laughs> Who? <laughs> this guy? Uh, but I would hang out around the set all the time, just like go and see what they were doing. And so I got to see... Uh, um, Aaron Sorkin looking real pissed off. Good, great. Uh, I got to. I actually did get a chance to talk to Danny Boyle because he came into like a class and did a presentation and like, did cool. a and I got to ask him a question. Really nice. He brought his whole like, crew in to talk, and I would watch them film some of the scenes. And so, and I got to hear off in the distance, like the cool of a dove, the laugh, Seth Rogen's laugh. I got to hear it, <laughs> IRL, and it just made. It not only made my day. I'm still talking about it. I'm sure it just like lightens the whole I, campus. It did. You could just hear everyone. Just, oh. Oh, sigh. Someone, oh. Seth, Seth's happy over yeah. there. Someone was going right into a midterm, and they just heard it echoing across the Seth's campus. Happy, and they so just, I'm happy. They felt so at peace, and they went in, and they owned that test. They did. Yeah. The one person that couldn't make happy that was Aaron Sorkin. Right. <laughs> uh. but, but enough about that. Okay, uh, a couple other quick little things here. Did you ever read Why the Last Man, the comic series? I did. I guess it's getting a pilot. I read half of it. I read uh, one through four. No, okay. there's only four. I read one, one, two, and three. Okay, but I guess it's getting um, a pilot order on FX, I want to say. That's awesome. Yeah, I read news on my phone as I was, <laughs> as I was flying home. As I was talking. <laughs> and I closed the browser, so I don't know if that's actually true, if it's FX or not, but I the, saw that. And I've heard really great things about the comic, and I've heard that it's been a hard one to ever get adapted. And I've also heard that it is probably better fitted for a TV show. Oh, than absolutely. A movie. Yeah. Just because it's one guy and a full female cast. Perfect. So I think now is the best time for it to become a thing. Yeah. Since we have this huge 
this huge shift movement. happening. Yeah. No, I'm. I've heard really good things. Um, it's one of those that I should read at some point because I've only ever heard great things. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's good. Yeah, it can be interesting. Um, and then the last thing I saw, which you probably saw as well, Black Panther, now third highest grossing film Is in really? the U.S. of all time. Oh, in the U.S. Man. of all time. So it just passed uh, Avengers. No, no. Oh, so it passed, that means it passed Titanic <gasps> to settle in behind uh, Avengers and no, no, sorry. Force Awakens and Avatar. Uh, mm-hmm. That is Avatar. insane. That, That's crazy. I makes me makes me so happy. And it'll only hold it until Infinity War. Maybe. Maybe it's you know, that'll be interesting. Because I think if Infinity War beats it. I don't know if Infinity War will beat it or not, because Black Panther was so different. And although Infin I am so goddamn excited for Infinity War. It's unbelievable. But that for a lot of people that may still look at that like, oh, this is just another Avengers movie. Whereas mm-hmm. like Black Panther, nothing had ever been done like it before. That's true. But you can see that they're like pushing the Black Panther elements of it hard on the marketing. Which oh, if you do because you, you, you have not watched the TV spot. I've been avoiding the TV spot. Okay, it's a point. minute, and it's a minute of Black Panther chanting. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I might watch it now. Actually, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, there's like a bunch of shots of other people, but it's mainly just like Black Panther. It's, it's just T'Challa and um, Okoye like <sighs> talking about letting people into Wakanda. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I. I actually had a dream the other night. Did you? That we were on our way to go see that movie. And we kept getting like sidetracked and distracted and held up. And I was just getting more and more <laughs> mad. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I had a nightmare the other day. Yeah. That I was trying to go see Avengers. That, that sounds like we a couldn't movie. actually watch it. I feel like I've seen that story played out in film before. We should do it. We should. Yeah. We'll shoot it live yes. as we try to go see the movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, One I, of us will have like a huge, like, epiphany about our entire life and we'll decide at the end like you know what i don't need to see this movie i'm just gonna go live my life instead and then and the yeah, rest of us go yeah um and I've, i had a question that someone that i overheard someone asking this week um and it was where does fox go if the venom movie is actually good wait, um Fox or Sony? Sony. Sorry, where, where does Sony go if the Fox, if the if the, if the Fox movie, the Fox movie, the Fox movie Venom is actually good? Okay, if so, what do they still own? Because I think that's a, what a lot of people don't understand. So Sony has the rights to, I think it's just Spider-Man and affiliated Spider-Man characters. So if it does well, we might end up getting that. A silver and black movie they keep threatening us with. Um, I don't know. Where do they go? I mean, there's rumors that Carnage is in this movie. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't assume him to be the main villain. I don't know. I, you know, I think the best case scenario is if Venom actually, see, this is the thing. If Venom does well, then that might mean that Marvel is more willing to play ball mm-hmm. about incorporating them in. But it also might just mean that Sony just rides that hubris and goes off and makes another real crappy Spider-Man film. Oh, yeah. Film. But I, I also love that the way that question was asked was like having such a low bar that, oh, yeah, that even obviously. people that like, because this was at my office and like it's people that don't even watch superhero films um, or that aren't like that I don't talk to yeah. regularly about superhero stuff. Um, that, that like just asked that question out of the blue of like, your bar is so low that no one expects this movie to be good. Yeah. And like they don't know what'll happen if it is good. And I just love that idea. Yeah, I don't know what 
it's not going to be good. But Into the Spider-Verse might be. That's, oh, I'm so excited for I'm that. I'm actually excited for that, yeah. So hopefully at least that one is good. And we get more cool like Spider-Man animated movies. Yes. I'm totally down for that. I, I want more animated films in theaters. Yes, I do too, mm-hmm. actually. Because I think it will... Um, there's that that problem that we've posed a few times before. Probably, not, I don't think we've done it on air. Um, talking about kind of the the immortal state of heroes compared to the mortal actors, where like what? <laughs> I just wanted to sound smart for a minute. <laughs> Superman, Batman, etc. Uh, oh, Iron like Man, Cap. Getting... I mean, the actors will continue to age, yeah. where the characters have stayed the exact same, minus like What If and Elseworld stories. Okay. Um, since the 30s, 40s, 50s. Right. And how to transition that into film, where well, we can't really handle that in live action film, but an animated film that's oh, clearly you can, you, yeah, okay something you can do. Seeing as we had the same Batman that we're still talking about for what 14 years, 12 years. What? Animated Batman. Oh, oh God. I need to oh. follow my brain when I'm not Jeez. talking about things. My, my brain is <laughs> shot. It is absolutely shot. I was on a plane today. I did some day drinking before that. I understand. Yeah. We, 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 can, we can jump into the episodes if we want. I think we'll, we'll have a better luck <laughs> at that. It's probably better if we do that. We'll, we'll, we'll do hold we... this point for another episode when we're both <laughs> slightly more awake and not do recording we... at 1030 at night. Oh, do we... Do we want to go ahead and talk about Animal Acts first, presuming that we're going to have less to talk about on that and more to talk about with In Brightest Day and, sure. and Green Lantern? So, well, let me, let me scroll down my notes here to Animal Act. Mm-hmm. Um, I would describe this as a weak episode with good moments in it. I, yes, I completely agree. I, uh, when I saw Haley Circus, I had super high expectations the rest of the way through. Robin's Reckoning, probably one of my still all-time favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, this is the almost exact same story we got in Young Justice. This is true, yeah. And Young Justice, as I said during Robin's Reckoning, did it so much better we than did. this. Okay. Yeah. I was like, then Robin's Reckoning? No, no. It's, it's, it's a different words. story from Robin's Reckoning. If I weren't so tired, I would this, slap you. This is the same. This episode, Animal Instinct, yeah. is the same as, as Animal Instinct. Yeah. As, as um, young. the Young Justice episode. Yeah, because I, I, I've only watched Young Justice once, but I remember that episode, and so I think when I it's started... It's one of my favorites. It is really good. I think when I started watching this, I was like, this seems familiar. Oh, right, because it's like Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Also, I did. I remember seeing this when it, yeah. when it aired. Um, I think the, the, the one scene that this one missed that the other one handled so much better um, was the ringmaster of Haley's Circus. I don't remember his name. No. Um, Haley. Yeah. Um... There's a scene Joel where... Joel Hale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joel McHale? Yes, Joel exactly. McHale is the ringmaster for this? Yeah. Um, wow, he does a lot. He's in everything. Um, where uh, where he is... Where he's in the Robin outfit fighting Parasite, and at the end, the ringmaster, like, gives him a hug, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's like, hope to see you again soon, Dick. He's like, how did you know? And he's like, once a Grayson flies, you always know what they look like. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, they said it in a much nicer and more sentimental way, but like, I loved that moment where like the, the ringmaster, even in Robin swinging around, like he can still clearly see that it's Dick. Yeah. He never forgets a Dick. It's yeah. Oh, it's hard too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would have loved that moment. Cause they do set up kind of that, like 
did they didn't they romance between Dick and Miranda in this episode? I'm, I'm gonna assume they didn't, considering that Dick was eight when he left the. I circus. mean, not. I mean, like you know what I mean. Do you mean a will they won't they? Rather than yes. did they didn't <laughs> Yes. I did. I did enjoy that moment though because they, they look at each other and both like, "Oh, hello." Yeah, and he even says like the the tiger's name, and I was waiting for Miranda to catch that. I was kind of waiting for that moment too. Uh, but then they kind of distracted that moment by being like, "Oh, also everyone is under my mind control." Oh, also the villain of this episode is Mad Hatter. Sorry yeah. for jumping straight to the end. <laughs> oh, who cares? It's fine. I think I because when I was getting ready to watch these, I like opened up like the DCA wiki and stuff. And so it got spoiled for me that it was the Mad Hatter. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wished I didn't know that because I think I would have recognized him when we first saw him dress up as a clown. I I didn't get it the first time. I caught it the second time when he was messing with Bullock. Yeah. Because he had, he like tipped his hat. Okay. And I noticed it was the exact same hat. Yeah. And I, I've always liked the Mad Hatter and I like the updated version of the Mad Hatter because he, he talks in rhyming lyrics or rhyming lines and limerick style which always makes me happy um it, it's it's the whole concept is kind of silly of him taking control of animals and having them go and like steal chips mm-hmm. especially because it never really um he never really had a plan he was right there was no motive behind it like he wasn't no. trying to build anything better no he wasn't like trying to yeah he was just like stealing stuff to steal stuff and i guess he was testing out his the capability of his technology because the whole thing is he realized he could control them from really far distances, which I guess is impressive. But they never did anything with it. And maybe I was waiting for there to be like some grander plan in place. I mean, I guess maybe partly I'm glad they didn't because that would have been a little more cliched. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess at least having all of the circus folk, that's a mean thing to say, the performers yes. uh, fight I, when I was, was more fun. But. When I was taking notes, I wrote carnies and I got mad at myself for calling them that. Yeah. The Greatest Showman changed me. They're performers. What did they refer to themselves as in The Greatest Showman? Performers. Performers, okay. Mm-hmm. See, we should stick with The Greatest Showman. Yeah. As in all things in life, take inspiration from The Greatest Showman. Yeah, always. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Mad Adder? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, because there was even that episode, uh, wasn't, was, it wasn't Joker. No, it was Joker, be a clown, where Joker dressed up as clown. No, that's not the point I was trying to go to. Oh. Um, where it was the villain, I think it was Scarecrow, who was just robbing to make enough money to leave the city. Oh. Uh, where it was, like, such a small thing that he was trying to do. Yeah. And it was, like, there was still reasoning behind it, even though it was small. Yeah. I, you know, I did, I did have a question as I was watching this, when... They come across, I think it was the bears mm-hmm. stealing chips out of out of cars. Auto, I think it was like a um, like a car alarm company. I don't know. That whole thing was stupid. But the question I had was, does crime not overlap in Gotham? Like, we've never seen Batman out on a case and coming across like a different supervillain doing something. I mean, there's probably a giant supervillain calendar. Everyone, where everyone shares a Google Calendar. Yeah, I mean it makes it easy for Batman because he knows like, oh, Sundays are Joker days. Yeah, look for clown-related incidents. 
Uh, every other Wednesday is a Poison Ivy day. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to the Botanical Gardens and wait. They got to make sure to separate out Joker and Riddler. They have like the most days apart. It's like, yeah. Like Riddler gets Wednesdays and Joker gets Sundays. And they need a good amount of time between them. Right. Too much tread. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they try and make it as, as streamlined as possible. Yeah. Uh, you have New Recruit Friday. So once a month, every Friday, every, every Friday, the first Friday of every month, mm-hmm. so first Fridays, is a new villain gets a chance to kind of elevate to the the supervillain level. Okay, they get a chance to like put their feet, like dip their toe in, see if they yeah. can handle. Yeah, so that, that's Batman's first Fridays. <laughs> but like, I, I'm just thinking like, how has that not happened? Like, I would actually love to see that episode of... Batman and like Nightwing or Robin are on a case and they're trying to solve one thing and they just stumble upon an entirely different thing mm-hmm. going on and they're like, oh, I guess do we just deal with this now? I would I would love that idea. I'd also love an episode where um, the villains don't coordinate and they and like two villains <laughs> accidentally go for the same heist. Yes, uh, and they're like competing with each other before Bat. So the episode would just be them competing with each other before Batman shows up. This sounds like the sort of thing you would expect to come from this show. Yeah, and I'm surprised we never got it. Mm-hmm. We did never get it, right? We forgotten an episode. I don't that did think this. So. I don't feel like we have. No, because we've had team up episodes, but it wouldn't really be a team up. No, it's more just like they're competing for the same job. Yeah, yeah, the same heist or whatever. They just run into each other. I don't know. I'm shocked we never got that. That would be really fun. It would be like to see. Like I, I see the the one that I imagine in my head is like there's a beautiful cat sculpture inside the botanical garden, mm-hmm. and both Poison Ivy and Catwoman have are like going at it to yeah. try and get it. Oh wait, hang on. The Batman did this. Okay. There was an episode where Penguin and Catwoman were both trying to steal. Oh yeah, this is like the one episode that I've seen. Yeah, like it was like it was. It had something about it that was bird related. Something about it that was like cat related. I don't know. It was like a cat eating a bird or some shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. But I'm. Okay, that did exist somewhere. Okay. So okay, that has existed. But we have yet to find, there's yet to be a thing, as far as I know, unless it happened in Brave and the Bold, where Batman is on a case and just runs into another case completely unrelated to what's going on. I don't think so. I mean, that. I mean, ki- that's kind of how they do the cold opens. Oh, right. Uh, but that's more of like he's ending a case yeah. before he's about to start his next one. Exactly. See, I want to see that. We'll we, write it. We, let's do it. Yeah. Stop set, now. Set it go up to Bruce Tim. <laughs> Bruce, save we us. have ideas. Um, Bring it back. But I think the one thing, because this the whole concept is really silly with all the animals running around. The one thing I did think it did very well was show the tension between Batman and Nightwing. Because mm-hmm. even right from the moment Nightwing shows up, Batman's giving him shit like, "Oh, I can hear you coming from two rooftops away." Yeah, and just they are super. He has such un like unachievable expectations. Yeah. Yeah, just the Batman is showing no warmth at all to him. Like, even when he just keeps showing up in his house, he just stands there in the shadows, not saying anything. Yeah, just mostly speaking with his slightly narrowing eyes. Mm -hmm. I really like those moments, because it does show they have this very weird dynamic where they still work very well together, and they're still after the same thing, and Batman's still like, are you coming along? Like, he still wants him around, but it's almost like he's constantly reminding him, like, you dick. Yeah. You left. (laughs) Left me behind. I brought you in so no one else could leave me. Yeah. I don't know. It's And you go to college? How dare you? To South America. It's a whole thing, actually. There's a whole comic about that. Where he goes to South America? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Probably know. Probably Nightwing training. 
We'll get to it when we get to old wounds. Okay. Talk about it then. Yeah. But it, I thought, fun twist having it be Hatter. And I always like when Hatter's around. Um, fun little moments of like sexual frisson between Dick and Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, good stuff between Nightwing and Batman. But it was just a little bit too childish all the way through. Yeah. The the ending scene especially, I didn't yeah. quite Tim get shoveling shit. Because even Miranda makes like a snide comment about Dick being wealthy now. Yeah, someone has to work for a living. And he focuses on, like, he tortures Tim to deal with that. Well, I don't have to work for a living, but he can. Yeah. Well, because there's even another joke in there when uh, Dick shows up at his apartment, he's going through his mail, there's an envelope, it's like, oh, Dick Grayson, you may have won one million dollars. He just kind of, like, dismisses it. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Which actually, that does raise a question. If Dick left, if he is Bruce's more or less estranged ward. Mm-hmm. Where does his money come from? Like, I mean, unless he is he sitting on like an inheritance from his family, but I imagine they probably I wouldn't have had so. that much money. I mean, they're circus performers. I I I've always I always assumed Batman or Bruce was still funding him, but I don't see Dick leaving. And then deciding that he's still going to let Bruce pay for him. Unless, like, in the wardship. Um, that, that's a ward. <laughs> yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> you sign your wardship contract when he shows up and he's eight years old. Yeah. Um, the wardie and the warder. It may be, like, when he turned 18, he got some shares of Wayne Enterprise. Being being the, the, the now, quote-unquote, son of Bruce Wayne. There could be something there. There could have been an insurance settlement from mm-hmm. his parents' death. Yeah. Possibly. Um, with, I guess, the circus, maybe? But I feel like that wouldn't have... I feel like that would have bankrupted the circus if that had happened. So that can't really be the case. Yeah. And he didn't get money from Zuko, obviously, because right. Zuko was on the run. I don't know. I mean, we're forgetting the clear answer. Male stripper? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've got it, I mean, flaunt it. There's really so. no other reason for him to have that mullet other than to have women pull on it for his attention. Yeah, and he can twirl it behind his head. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and you know what? I'm now on board for the mullet. Yeah. Yeah. There was a girl in my in my <laughs> in, in my boxing class the other day. Um, With a mullet? I mean, no, she just had a ponytail. Ugh. So I guess technically, no, ponytails are not mullets. <laughs> no, um, but it was she had this like hypnot. Uh, I don't remember what she was doing. Oh, we were practicing weaves, um, and she had the like the most perfect hypnotizing figure eight with her, oh, really? with her ponytail. That like I was like I was lost for like thirty seconds just watching her ponytail go in a perfect figure eight formation. I That's bet you important. she can also draw perfect circles on a chalkboard. Ugh, don't don't even <laughs> yeah. joke about that. That's an impossible <laughs> task. Oh my god. Yeah, I gotta say though, kind of a meh episode. Yeah, it's forgettable. It's forgettable, but it was also like I wanted it to be so much because we do have such a strong connection to Robin's Reckoning. Yeah. And the just and the Young Justice episode. Like we have such high expectations. For any time we get kind of a Dick's past episode. Yeah. Um, Dick's of Future's past. Dick's of Future's past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, it seems about everything. Oh, the, the fire breather. That was kind of cool. Oh, that was kind of fun. It does, like, being older and understanding how some of those circus tricks work, it does kind of make it a little less threatening. Like, which one? Like, fire, fire breathing. 
Do you know how people fire breathe? Yeah, they just like spit lighter fluid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, see, how the, did you think they did it? As a kid, I didn't know. But did, you literally see them spray liquid out of their mouth. As a kid, I had no concept of how that worked. I thought that was just. Don't look at me like I was an idiot child. You probably did didn't you, know when you were eight. Did you think they were like human dragons? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Because um, especially in the I, in this version, you don't see them. They just open their mouth and fire comes out. You know, I really wish I could have met eight-year-old Cameron. Don't, don't so, act like you're so superior. I'm sure so when you were seven or eight, you so had no idea how this worked. <laughs> no, I knew how it worked because I had seen Batman Returns. Oh, sure. Yeah. I guess. You can see the liquid coming out of her mouth? Is it him? I don't remember. Doesn't matter, does it? The I mean my my memory was not from uh Batman Returns, it was from the opening of Triple X. <laughs> oh. Uh, um when Rammstein is yes. playing the concert. Like mm-hmm. Fire Fry. I love that. I, I watched that scene recently just because I love that. Like that's such a pump up song. It is a really good pump up song. Um I should go watch the original Triple X again. Just, I mean, just the opening scene gives you everything you need. That's absolutely true. What was your opinion of Triple X Two State of the Union? Uh, left a lot to be desired. It did leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, I mean, it had Willem Dafoe as a bad guy mm-hmm. on the nose, but always good. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I did like about it is that in it they drive the Cobra concept car. But I don't know. So is. back in two thousand and four, I want to say. So when Right before they did the, the major facelift on the Mustang, when they went back to the retro-style Mustang, that same year or the year surrounding it, Ford also did a couple other concept cars. They did a Cobra, which had a V10 engine. They actually built the real cars. That car is in State of the Union. Uh-huh. They did a Bronco concept, which looked like the old Bronco ones. Gorgeous. I think they're actually doing a new Bronco, which is kind of cool. They did um, a version of the Shelby Daytona, which kind of looks like a Ferrari Daytona. And then that concept car, like the GX1, actually, mm-hmm. they had it at the Peterson, one of the Did last they? times that I went there. Gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous car. Like, beautiful, like, bright metallic paint. It looks like, um, like it's re- perfectly reflective. Like, it would blind you if you drove down the street. Um they did this really gorgeous, I think it's called like the Ford 49 or something like that. This beautiful, like old fashioned sedan thing. It, it was fantastic. I'm man. sure. Great. You see what it I'm was... doing here though, Chris? This is me trying to be engaged <laughs> in your topics that bore the shit out of me. And like you or you're texting when I'm trying to talk about anime or other things. I mean, no one gives a shit about anime. Everyone clearly gives a shit about 15 year old Ford concepts that didn't Obviously. pan out to real cars. Plugging the museum that no one even knows about out here. Everyone knows about the Peterson. I'm sure. They've, everyone's driven past it. It's that weird squiggly red building. Yeah. It's that pasta sauce building. I, I told you what I thought it was when I first saw it, right? What? Uh, I was driving down La Brea with someone in my car, um, and they're like, oh, it's the parking garage. Seeing it as a joke for a car museum, yeah. I had no idea they were joking and so until I met you, I honestly thought that was like the fanciest parking garage. <laughs> and I, I told everyone that came to visit, I told them like, this is a super fancy parking garage. I mean, to be fair, there is a really fancy parking garage adjacent to the museum. I'm sure. So you're not entirely wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I, because across the street is LACMA yeah. and the tar pits. And so I thought it was just like the fancy museum you parked at to go there. Yeah. Well, and soon to be the Academy Museum as well. Yeah. Super excited for that as well. I don't know what that is. 
The Academy of Motion Pictures. Oh, Academy Museum. Okay. Academy Museum. You, you yeah. said it fast, and I, I heard Cadbury Museum. The Cadbury Museum. You can go through and see uh, the labels of every Cadbury egg ever made. Wow. I'd go see that. Yeah. It's a big <clears throat> museum. It's a little monotonous, though, at a certain point. I'm sure it gets a lot of Instagram followers, though. It does. Or but the, a lot of the Instagram. The real frustrating thing is at the end of the tour, there are no Cadbury eggs for you to eat. So it's really just an exercise in self-control. Yeah. And just punishment. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and just look at chocolate for three hours straight and then get none of it. Yeah. I mean, they should, they'll give you like an off-brand. Oh, God. Yeah. Badbury. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In brightest day. In blackest night. No evil shall escape our sight. That those who worship evil's might. Beware our power. Green lantern's life. I'm proud of you. I actually do know. I knew that whole thing. Do you know the other oaths? There are mo- what? There are other oaths. Every every ring has an oath. Oh. In fearful day and raging night, the strong hearts flow. Our souls ignite when all is lost in war of light. Look to the stars for hope burns bright. Which one's that one? Blue lantern. Okay. Do you know all of them? No. <laughs> do you just know those two? <laughs> yeah. I know orange because orange is just mine. Is it really? Yeah. Because oh, there's only one orange lantern. Uh, is. Yeah, he killed the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Because that's how greedy he was. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. It's brilliant. Do the Red Lanterns have an oath? Uh, they do. Uh, and Crimson Blood. Oh, God, what is it? I don't know. I just remember it ends with, like, and you will die. <laughs> uh, give me half a second. Red Lantern. In Crimson Blood. Oh. In Crimson Blood, like cherry pie. Piss us off, and then you'll die. Yeah. Did there you it. Go. Figured you killed it. Out. it. Um. With blood and rage, crimson oh, red, ripped from the corpse so freshly dead, together with our hellish hate, you will burn. That is your fate. Like that's that's pretty, awesome. That's pretty badass. Yeah. actually. yeah. That's really good. I'd get that as a tramp stamp. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd get the emblem. Yeah, as a tramp stamp. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their planet we'll used to be next mine. to each other. And yeah, people would get the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, their planet used to be my username for a lot of uh, video games. What was their planet name? Yasmalt. Wow. Well, because Odin was always taken, and that... <laughs> Wait, Oa? Odin. O-D-Y-M. That's the, the Blue Lantern planet. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. usually usernames have to be at least four letters, so okay. I could never do Oa. I would always just do Lord, because I'm original. <laughs> yep. So original. <laughs> well, to be it, fair, to be fair, when I was going around just destroying people in Halo 3, because that was my peak video game time, was mm-hmm. Halo 3... Pretty badass, just going around slaughtering people. Well, what was your username? Lord. That was like my gamer tag up the top. So was you, it really? You, you, could, you were able to snag Lord for everything? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's very impressive. I mean, like, my Xbox handle was not Lord, but, like, you could, like, do the tag up at the top. Oh, no, I, I was asking your Xbox handle. No, it's not Lord. I got it. What is your Xbox handle? doesn't matter. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. I want to know what how your brain worked back then. Like, what was your aims usernames? No, I don't want people to know. They're like trying to add me on like Xbox, and I don't ever play it anymore. What, what was your old aim username? I know. Um, no one's gonna add you on aim at this point. Did I have? I had an aim. You're not that much older than me. You had an aim. I had an aim. What would it have been? Um, uh, I feel like I, at one point, <laughs> God. At one point, one of the usernames I used was Mustang Lord. Amazing. So good. <laughs> I'm so glad your your car enthusiasm has stuck around your whole life. <laughs> I mean, mine weren't much better. My my very first one was Cameo Dude. That's pretty also, good, though. It was not. That's a play on words. I like it. Uh, well, because I also had no idea what a Cameo was at the time. So why'd you choose Cameo? Because it was a shortened version of my name, and I forgot I had other letters. Well, no, technically it's a longer version of your name. Cameo? 
Yeah. How many letters is my name, Chris? Oh, I was thinking it was, I thought it was like a playoff of Cam, not Cameron. No. Oh. Was, yeah. <laughs> so did you just like take yes. the consonants out of your... Yes. <laughs> Goddamn. 100%. And then on RuneScape, <laughs> I was Cameo Dude 200. Not because Cameo Dude was taken, just because 200 sounded cooler. It did sound much cooler. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's not a good username unless there's extra numbers slapped onto the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that transition transitioned into Cartoon Kid, because for clear reasons. Yeah. Um, Wait, was it K no. for cartoon? No, I spelled it correctly. Was it C for kid? That'd no. be Sid, wouldn't it? Cartoon Sid? Yeah. <laughs> no, I spelled it correctly. Uh, my friend Dylan, who had to one-up me that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he listens anymore. Uh, he, after, like, the day after I snagged Cartoon Kid... He was the asshole that snagged Cartoon King, oh. <laughs> and I hate him for it. And that is the day our friendship ended. Does he even like cartoons? Was he doing does. Just fuck with you. Okay, <laughs> that would have been that much better though. <laughs> he does. We we spent sitting at the the cool kid table as we did. Um, we'd spend our lunch breaks in middle school tr- uh, playing cartoon trivia with each other. Okay, just like trying to outsmart the other person with any kind of. Basically what I do now with everyone, but no one is playing. <laughs> no one knows they're playing, but I'm still playing. That's fine. You're still having a great time playing by yourself. Because I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, so do you have any like Green Lantern themed username stuff now? Uh, I mean, I have Yasmalt on a few things. It, it jumps between um, Yasmalt, Elrin Frovos, um, which was my like when I, I, I tried to write a fantasy series in middle school and in high school. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure it was. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's still cool you tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the main character was Elrin Frovos. Or the, the planet was Frovidim. And then I shortened that to Frovos. Okay. The name. Because, you know, what else do you do with your time? So his name is Elrond? Elrin. Elrin. E-L-L-R-I-N. Elrin Frovidim. Frovos. Frovos. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then that transitioned to Kalti. K-A-L-T-X-I. Which is? Uh, Navian for hello. <laughs> you're, you're like <laughs> you you every time i like i set you up unintentionally you just like spike the ball of like just self-shaming nerdiness you know there's that's that's kind of been the goal for my whole life it's just like Setting people's expectations for how nerdy I am and then trying to push it one step further. So it was called T for a bit. And then that transitioned to Yasmalt. Did anyone ever? Nope. (laughs) Not a single person. I told you about when I was at Disney Disney World. World, And and I I tried, because for people who don't know, there's a Pandora area area at Animal (laughs) Kingdom now, which is great. One of the most amazing rides they have there, areas they have there. But all of the cast members have to say call T when you walk around because that's hello. And so when I uh, approached one of the cast members to buy something, they said call T. And I replied, call T, Lue Fupam Thrak, which is hello, how's your day going? And they just kind of apologized, like, I'm sorry, they only taught us call T. And I'm like, great. <laughs> I was so excited to finally have a conversation in Devian. And I, and I couldn't. If, if it makes you feel any better... At one point in my life, I could read Kryptonian. That's awesome. I have forgotten. I, I, I also printed out the alphabet and tried to learn. I mean, I never made it that far. 
If you watch the first like two seasons of Big Bang Theory, I didn't see that as a comedy. I saw that as a goal to hit. Oh, I thought you said documentary. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I like. The first season is like what I aspired to be because I was like right when I was coming into my nerdy self. Yeah, like that was my aspiration. Was well, that's to back when like, that show was actually for nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now it's for my parents. <laughs> it's for the people who associate with nerds. Yeah. Oh, they don't associate with me. It's like, oh, this must be what Chris's life is like. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're just so happy to see me get on a plane. Like, oh, God, we can, like, let the nerdiness go away now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Green Lantern. Okay, so. And Friday's Day. So, I, I loved mean, it. I love this episode. I, I, I really enjoyed this, too. And, I mean, so the, the plot is basically just the plot of how Hal Jordan became Green Lantern, but mm-hmm. it swapped out for Kyle Rayner. The better Green Lantern. So why, why have you always loved Kyle Rayner most? Uh, I mean, bec- mainly because he's a comic artist. Right. Like, growing up, one, he has virtually the exact same backstory as me. Raised by a single mother who always was kind of the socially, social outcast who was attracted to art over people. Okay. Um, which is my growing up story. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of evolved into a struggling artist, uh, which then he became a Green Lantern, and he was kind of praised and hated by some because of his overly constructive constructs. Because mm-hmm. uh, he would make constructs of, like, Superman to fight next to him just because, like, people would be a, people would be scared of Superman. Or, like, oh, he would... and I guess because he was an artist, he could be, what, more precise with his constructs? Well, he would just... He would go beyond, like, the giant boxing glove and yeah. missiles where, like... He would make like anime characters, and he would he, he would take the things from his drawing. Like he had a, his own comic series he had, mm-hmm. uh, and he would make the characters from his series fight with him. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So he was he was more creative with his with his powers over the other people. So is like the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, and he also comics, has a cool suit. He does have a cool suit. Like, were those the comics you probably read the most of? Not really. I read more Hal stories. Okay. Because I think my biggest Green Lantern reading was during The Blackest Night, because that was like my peak comic reading age okay. or time. Uh, so reading The Blackest Night series and The Brightest Day series. Um, and then he has a, a small role in Infinite Crisis. Um and then there's a, a series which I read right after New 52 started uh, called The New Guardians, which I briefly talked to you about. Oh, right. Um, where he was the only lantern. He's still the only lantern in existence to wield the power of all seven lanterns. That's how he became the White Lantern. No. God. We, we just would have <laughs> just had this conversation. I wasn't paying attention. I was That's looking fine. up news. Um, no, the White Lantern was when he was in Brightest Day. Oh, okay. Um. There, there was. Uh, Did Brightest Day precede Blackest Night? Yes, that would make sense. Now, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because Blackest Night was all about uh, Black Hand and the Black Lanterns taking over. Yeah. So after Final Crisis, everyone was dead. Right. Um. And so Black Hand had the ability to resurrect everyone as a Black Lantern member. Okay. Um. So everyone became evil, except nice. for a, a, a handful. Which leads into the point that I was trying to make earlier, which is super fascinating, and you were brushing it off like it's nothing, where all of the Justice League members got to be uh, Lantern members, Lantern Corps members. So, uh, When did I brush that off? 
when you were looking up news and you said that's boring. Um, is this on air? No, this is like okay. five minutes before we started recording. Um, I'm calling you out. <laughs> uh, Mira. Uh, oh, Aquaman's okay. Wife, I, yeah. Uh, I wasn't she, paying attention. She got a Red Lantern ring because mm-hmm. she, so she, because she's super angry all the time. Um, Sin- uh, not Sinestro. Um, Lex Luthor got the orange ri- orange ring because he's greedy. Yep, makes sense. Uh, Scarecrow got uh, the Sinestro core ring, which Yellow. almost went to Batman. Um, oh. But it went to to uh, Sine- uh, went Wait, to- did Batman once wield a Sinestro core ring? I think so. Yeah. I think in an Elseworld story he did. Okay, because I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we had Green Lantern. Uh, Flash got the Blue Lantern ring because he's awesome. Wait, what's blue again? Hope. Uh, for Hope Burns Bright. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Adam got uh, compassion. He got the the purple ring. Okay. Uh, and then Wonder Woman got love. Pink. Yes. Star Sapphire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. It was so cool seeing them all line up together. That actually does sound really cool. It was so cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. Uh, look at the, I think it's the cover of issue 11 of Blackest Night. I think that has everyone. But power rings? Would that be? Lantern rings, yeah. Oh, lantern rings. That makes me a way of doing it. I'm, this sounds actually kind of awesome. It's super cool. Justice League lantern rings. Images. Um, oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, okay. You know, I think I have, I think I have seen this before, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So it's like blue flash and mm-hmm. orange legs. Oh, oh, yeah, that. Wonder Woman Star Sapphire combo is interesting. Um, okay, that is actually pretty cool. All right, I'll give that to you, man. Yeah, it's super cool. All right, fine. Okay, we, we should talk about the episode for a half minute. Oh, yeah, that thing. And um, then I'll talk about Saint Walker because he's my favorite. Yeah, so I this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's it is it is the exact. They just did Hal Jordan's yeah story for so Kyle Rayner. One of the things that I thought might happen here was when the ring... So, yeah, when Abensur crashes and dies and he sends his ring off mm-hmm. to go find a worthy successor, and it heads towards the Daily Planet. Now, I knew Superman wasn't there at the time, but I was kind of expecting a moment where it was heading towards him and it happened to bump into Jordan instead. Not Jordan, um, Kyle Rayner instead. So, interesting you say that, because did you do you know the history of how Kyle got the ring? I, I did look it up, but I'll let you say it. Okay. Uh, he was he was kind of in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Ganthet, the the guardian, one of the, the 12 guardians, um, he basically said when the ring went to him, I guess you'll do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, cause Which was changed later. It was changed later. He's like, oh, I guess I chose well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because what I read was that uh, this was right after Parallax. So this is right after Hal Jordan, his home city of Coast City, mm-hmm. right, was blown up by a nuclear blast from Cyborg Superman, mm-hmm. I think. And he basically succumbed to Parallax, became yep. the Parallax, or just became Parallax. Mm-hmm. And he killed all the Guardians and all of the Lanterns. Yeah. And the last surviving Guardian, Ganthet, mm-hmm. gave Kyle Rayner the ring. Mm-hmm. And that we never really learned what his reason was for giving it to Kyle Rayner. Like you said, it was just like he happened to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, there was um, something I read after that, which which kind of gave a little more... Oh, I, yeah, I did read... We probably read the same Wikipedia article today. Oh, 100%. Um, oh, I, Chosen, to, this was the point they, they, they 
tried to adapt in the movie, but it was not done well. Yeah. Um, he was chosen not because he was fearless like Hal, but because he had the ability to overcome fear. Yeah. Um, which, I th- which is awesome. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> That's so <actually>. awesome. <laughs> See, this is, I mean, I keep giving you shit for this, but generally this is one of the reasons why I feel like you should read New Frontier, because Hal Jordan is the central character in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, now, why did you mention that before? Yeah. Now I'll read it, for sure. <laughs> fucking Christ. I, I wrote down, while reading, I wrote down another comic I wanted to read. It's the it was... origin story of, yeah, of Hal Jordan's Green Lantern, but it's based around him being part of the space race. Oh, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> God damn it, Cameron. <laughs> uh it's fine uh so sinestro comes to earth hunting for the ring yeah kyle gets it also did you notice um when the guy tries to st- at the very beginning when the guy oh, tries yeah. to steal um jimmy's camera jimmy's camera they modeled it after guy gardner, guy gardner. well then it's interesting too because later and this is a really obvious reference but later on when uh kyle I keep wanting to say how when kyle is fighting Sinestro, he crashes into a plane, and it's cur- like Colonel Jordan, Hal Jordan's mm-hmm. plane. Was that a little too obvious? Well, one, very obviously, the link got it really a long time, but I think what then becomes interesting is that means that that person exists in this world, mm-hmm. and he was deemed less worthy than Kyle Rayner to receive the ring. Well, I, th- I feel like he already was a lantern. I don't think so. Because I, think- I, well, I know there's a JLU... The when like the timeline is starting to break down that episode, and at one point John Stewart just swaps out and becomes oh, Al yeah, Jordan becomes White. Um, I, I think that was more like one. It's a fun reference, but I think that was the idea of like the timeline, like things were like phasing in and out of different dimensions, and like that was part of a timeline where Hal Jordan got it instead of Kyle Rayner or John mm-hmm. Stewart. Okay, because I don't think we never actually get John Stewart's origin of becoming a Green Lantern, do no. we? We just I know we find out eventually that. Kyle Rayner has been off planet at Oa training. Mm-hmm. We never learn why John Stewart is there, or if he was Green Lantern before. The only the only kind of origin we get of him is the Justice League two parter, where he's uh, where he goes to Space Court. Okay, Space Court, Space Court. Uh, yeah, where the Manhunters kind of yeah the, man, to go the Manhunter blah, episode blah, blah. yeah because that's like the kind of origin of the Green Lantern Corps in the DCAU. So I guess. I guess the running theory must be that is John Stewart already a Green Lantern by the time that Kyle Rayner inherits the ring? I would, mm, I want to say yes. I feel like that's the only explanation. But it, it's kind of the Flash thing. No, it's, it's not the Flash thing. It's the thing of like, Superman would know if there was a Green Lantern on Earth. But what if if, it, if he got the ring and then he was off planet like the entire time? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to say Kyle had it first just to just so Superman already knows what a Green Lantern is when he meets Hal, when okay. he meets John. All right. Well, then this is this is a call out to uh, James and Ted over at Watchtower Database and also like Maddie Washburn, who does all the timeline stuff. Can you tell us? Like, yes. How is this supposed to line up? Please let us know. Yeah. Who was Green Lantern first? Mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner. Or what's the other guy's name? John Stewart. John Stewart. <laughs> Comedian, actor, John Stewart. Director. Director. Yeah. Documentarian. Yes. John Stewart. Entertainer extraordinaire, John mm-hmm. Stewart. Um, 
And also, like this is also an introduction to Sinestro, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I he makes a number of appearances again in Justice League. Yes. He comes Sporting back. his wonderful Super Friends suit, which I love. I know. I love they did keep his suit. Mm-hmm. And I, this is something that always confuses me, especially in this episode, because their drawings are similar. But they he and Abin sort of look like they should be from the same planet. I guess they are not. No, I think they might be from the same sector. Yeah, but they're but from not the different... Same planet. Well, I guess they couldn't be from the, from the same sector because... Sinestro was the Green Lantern of a different sector than Abin Sur. I guess that's true. Yeah. But they do look really similar. And I guess in post-crisis, Sinestro was married to Abin Sur's sister, I think. I think he was like his brother-in-law or something. I don't remember that that well. I don't know. Sorry. But one of the things I did, one of the details that I did love was that we see that Sinestro, through the course of this episode, his constructs are far more complex mm-hmm. than Kyle Rayner's because obviously Sinestro's had a lot more experience with this. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. I, I appreciate that. But the one thing that that kind of always upsets me with with villain constructs is they were very set in Earth. And I would have loved more yeah. space, like lasers and... Something that felt a little more alien. Yeah. Because, I mean, he shoots missiles and he... He has that drill thing. That was kind of the only like thing yeah, I, I like, didn't recognize. Oh, like strap Superman into a drill and then stuck it down into the earth. Yeah, that was kind of fun. That was really cool. Yeah, I um, I do have a question for you though. Like, what are the rules of the Green Lantern costume? What do you mean? So how? So obviously you get the ring and then the costume appears. So is the costume a construct? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then why is it that when Abin Sur dies, he goes all Obi-Wan Kenobi and his costume gets left behind? I have no idea. I've never seen that iteration before. I mean, I know why they did it. So that way when the Sinestro shows up, he's like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Because there's where his body should be mm-hmm. in that Green Lantern suit serving as a chalk outline. Yeah. But because I, I always thought it was a construct. Because even in Justice League, when the, I think what, season one finale, the three-part where they go back to World War II... And mm-hmm. his, ba- when the battery his, goes when dies, out, yeah. his costume disappears. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, almost always it's a construct because usually when they take it, when they take the ring off, that's when the outfit kind of. Because there's a that great um, trick that Rainer pulls on Sinestro, yes. where he's like, "Okay, I'm going to give you the ring," and then it blows up in his face like a flash grenade. I like, loved oh, that surprise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that's, I said, he's the most creative Lantern. He, no, he is creative. I liked that they gave him a moment where that is something that he would think to do that I don't think the other lanterns would think of right because that is it is kind of comic booky and you know it starts out with him showing jimmy his comic books like, yeah that's what i'm trying to do you know pam zowie yes sorry um i know it's late i know it's stupid it's late almost 11 um i have oh my god that was amazing written four times my notes oh, <laughs> I, I am sure and I, you know i do have to say when whenever i hear the oath it does give me chills a little bit it does i did it i did it yeah. with him in the in the episode surprising no one i know <laughs> um um one of the things that so we we get a little bit of backstory with the the guardians because mm-hmm. they like find superman and pull him in and basically just give him the exposition so we know what's going on yeah um so by the very end, Kyle asks them the question of, you know, why me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Guardians don't really answer, right? What, what happened? I just watched this. I should know. They don't, I, they don't really answer, but isn't it like Superman stand up and... S- oh, no. 
they don't really answer. Kyle's like, oh, why would you pick me? Like, I'm just this guy oh, who's yeah, like yeah. trying to do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this nice thing. Superman's like, you sound like the perfect fit. Does he? No. Does he really, though? But that's also a big story component for Kyle is he never felt worthy. Yeah. But that never pays off. Yeah, I know. In any way, in this episode. Mm-hmm. See, because, you know, when I said that earlier that I was expecting the ring to be heading towards Superman, what I thought would have been interesting is if we got... This might have, it would probably have to be a two part for this to work. But in the course of the story, the ring was going for Superman and it happens to hit Kyle instead. Mm-hmm. And he puts it on. And then the whole thing actually does become about him feeling like he's actually worthy of this. Mm-hmm. Like he finds mm-hmm. out, like the lowest point is him finding out this ring was intended for Superman. Well, I mean, that's kind of Hal Jordan's story. Initially, when the ring came to Earth, it was going to go to Batman. <laughs> right? Right? That would have been the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it, it hit, it, it was intercepted by Hal. Okay. Mm-hmm. In some iterations. Okay, yeah, I think that's a little bit more modern version of that, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was the same with the fear ring. It was initially thought to go to Batman, but the ring couldn't find Batman on Earth because he was time traveling, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So it went to Scarecrow. Is that when he was like Pilgrim Batman? Yeah. Nice. The best six part series ever. I need to read that at some point. It's so bad. <laughs> It looks ridiculous. I'm so on board for <laughs> Caveman, it. Caveman, Batman, Pilgrim, Batman, Pirate, Batman. Oh, Pirate, Batman. Pirate, Batman is amazing. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm going to Pirate Times this weekend. <laughs> okay, next weekend. <laughs> dress as Pirate, Batman. You should. Stay on brand. All times. Was it you and I that were joking that you need to dress as... You as you made this joke, yeah. That <laughs> as, I, as someone who's super excited to go to Medieval Times, not realizing <laughs> they're not going to Medieval Times. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Yeah, because you mentioned at WonderCon, like someone was standing next to us, stopped, and was like, "Oh yeah, that's a really good idea." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's see, I, I think I did like this episode a lot. I think it's very clean, mm-hmm. super efficient. It's a lot of fun. You actually believe the stakes. Like Sinestro yeah. is a genuine threat for Superman. Um, we believe that Superman would get incapacitated by him mm-hmm. because it's magic. Yeah. Um, it's not really magic. I know, but I mean, it's that's what Superman is weak against, is is non-human things. Yeah. Non-human explained things. Non- you know what I mean. Sure. I, um, yeah, I think it, as much as I would have been interested to see something a little bit deeper going on there, I think it was fun and introduced something completely different enough so that I wasn't like, well, so my question, wanting. my question for this episode is, what is it like for people that don't know the basic story of Green Lantern? Like, is this too much going I mean, on for someone who doesn't know the no, story? because this is pretty much my first introduction to Green Lantern. But you know the names of everything already. You know no, who like, Sinestro not, is. You not know when who I, the Guardians are. No, I would have seen this back in 98. That's true. When it came out. Like, I I know, like, this is pretty much my introduction to Green Lantern. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. And I, I think I maybe had knew, a, okay, I maybe knew a bit about him because I didn't really read a lot of DC comics, especially when I was a kid. This mm-hmm. was more my thing was watching the show. And I'm pretty sure I had, I, I know I had like Kyle Rayner Green Lantern toys, typical 90s toys where it's just mm-hmm. like way overly muscled and like their arms are like way, way yeah. out like this. And he's pointing the ring. I remember having that toy, which would have been probably before this show, but I think I probably learned about Green Lantern like through how this. that all works mm-hmm. through this and then okay. learned more later on when we saw it in more in Justice League. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't think so. I think it's just enough to be like, oh yeah, they're space cops. Okay. It's powered yeah. by this lantern. 
Like they hit they hit all the major beats. They did. There was a lot of exposition that never felt clunky, which is impressive because that's mm-hmm. often, especially in Superman, one of the big problems. Right. Um. Yeah. Because I my major introduction was um the animated movie First Flight. Okay. Which yeah. kind of gave me like this the the basic synopsis of uh, Avin Sir fighting someone else dies. Hal gets it. We meet the the kind of key lanterns. You meet Kilowog, Tomar Ray, who make an appearance in this episode. Made they me do. really happy. Um, you meet Sinestro. You learn about the sectors. You learn about the lantern. Um, it's like that was my crash course. Okay. And then there was a summer, which I, I want to do this again because I thought about it again recently, and, and it seems like a smart thing to do, especially for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a month one summer... Uh, every day I would just pull up a random DC wiki page and just read it top to bottom. Oh, my God. And just learn about some random character for the day. Uh, and it was great. Like, that was definitely, like, my peak. It's not my peak because I still haven't hit my peak nerddom yet. No. <laughs> I mean, probably Call T was my peak nerddom. I think getting called out by a Disney employee <laughs> for... Being too, getting called out by someone who works in Pandora for being too into Pandora. Yes. I think that was probably your peak moment. Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was, it was a really fun time and it like really helped me grow because I also didn't have anyone to talk nerd with at this time. Yeah. Um, so it really like helped me grow my knowledge faster without actually having to open up a stupid book. Hey, <laughs> Dory, man, you can talk nerdy to me. I, I know. I know. That's what I'm here for, buddy. I, I like it. Yeah. I can't go full out, though. I can't I can't be... It's not like Matt. Yeah, no. Just don't... <laughs> just steer clear of anime, and I'll be totally fine. Just, yeah. Um, music, Pokemon. Did you, I did come across this fun little bit of trivia. I don't know if you saw this as well. Did you see who Kyle Rayner was originally modeled after? No. The legendary Keanu Reeves. Ama- I did know that. Yes. Ah, oh, I forgot about that. That made me... So goddamn happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so I was, because I was reading a bit about him. So like, okay, I figure we'll, we'll talk broader Green Lantern, maybe another point when we get into like JLU, but here we'll talk Kyle Rayner. That I guess when he first became Green Lantern, he just didn't take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And then there was an incident that made him take it seriously, which I knew of this before. I didn't realize this was the context though, which is when he comes home and finds his girlfriend dead and disembodied and shoved into his fridge. Yep. <sighs> yeah, but don't worry, because the death of a female character inspired him to take it take seriously. a new chapter in his life and move to New York and become a totally new guy in her honor. Yep. Fuck me, man. <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he is uh, one of the cool things that I that you probably read the same thing was um, of all the Green Lanterns, he's the only one that kind of has Batman's respect. Yeah, I did read that too, which mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. Which which kind of goes back to the overcoming fear versus being fearless yeah he's willing to learn from him. he's willing to accept he's made mistakes and learn from them yeah where hal and john and especially guy yeah well because all those three they're known for being very arrogant mm-hmm. and I, i've never really seen any aspect of that with with kyle rayner right he seems like he's a little bit more humble mm-hmm. and it, it also makes sense it that's why ganthet chose him because yeah. ganthet is also the only lantern one who grows his hair out because he's the cool lantern. He's the yeah. cool guardian. He's got a mullet. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Um, but also, he's the only one that, that kind of 
doesn't always look at the big picture. He looks at the small, he looks at the details and oh, the okay. small things. And he, he cares about the people and not just what's going on around them. I didn't know that there was that much detail to each of the guardians. Yes. I didn't know they had that much personality. Uh, only a handful of them. Well, that makes sense. If Ganthet, it's kind of the one who makes all the cool stuff. So surprisingly enough, he's also the one that created the Blue Lanterns. Of course he did. Which is why I know his name. Now, in this episode, there are five guardians. Is that the case in the comics too? Twelve. Twelve in the... Okay. Because mm-hmm. the 13th one uh, was, uh, was overcome by Sinestro. So the, the 13th one, whose name I don't remember, uh, powers the Sinestro Coral Lantern. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> there's pretty much one lantern associated with each, or there's one guardian associated with each uh, core. Wait, so there are only 13 guardians, and amongst them, all the different lanterns? They're, they've. Or the different cores are distributed? It's, it's complicated. No shit. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that as as well, but every, pretty much every uh, core has a guardian. Okay. Uh, some of them were taken from the Garden to the Universe, mm-hmm. and some of them were just like that race. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So Ganthet is the one that created Blue Lantern, uh, Side, Sid, I'm going to call her Sid. Sure. Uh, who's in love with Ganthet. Oh. Uh, she created Compassion and Star Sapphire. Okay. Um, and then I don't remember the ones who made the bad ones. Because <laughs> they're just less fun. They are. Now, I remember last time we were talking Green Lantern, we were trying to figure out why it is that there are so many 2814 lanterns. Mm-hmm. So the best answer I could come up with is apparently there's actually two lanterns per sector? Yes, they changed that. Okay. That's That's... Newer as in like 90s. Okay, but I guess that 2814 has four of them. Mm-hmm. And the two primaries are John Stewart and Hal Jordan, at least now. Yes. And then the backups are Kyle Rayner and Guy Gardner, who then live on Oa. Mm-hmm. And like well, have Kyle also tags. became an Alpha Ranger. What is that? <laughs> what is it's that? like the the like the like the higher level okay. Green Lanterns. So that is also what Tomar Ray is and what Abin Sir was. Oh, okay. It's an Alpha Lantern, not an Alpha Ranger. That's a Power Ranger. So when Tomare was an... But if you're an Alpha, then you also still in charge of your own sector, or you get, do you get promoted out of that? Uh, you have a sector, but you mainly deal with Oa stuff. So then when Abin Sir was an Alpha Ranger? Lantern. Sorry, Alpha Ranger is a Power Ranger. Okay, when he was an Alpha Lantern, <laughs> who crossing he, my nerd shoes? Did here. he have? Was there another two eight one four Green Lantern? Uh, I don't think. I don't so. think so because Hal Jordan was the first one to be part of the Green Lantern Corps because Alan Scott was entirely unrelated. Right. Thing. Um. Yes, you are correct. See, I know some things. You do. I know a little bit. We talked last a few weeks ago about Tomar Ray used to also be in charge of two eight one. Five. Oh, Superman's. Which is yet yeah, where, where Krypton was. Yeah. And he just let it blow up. Mm-hmm. Because the Guardians told him to. He's a dick. Yeah. Actually, no, the Guardians are dicks. They are. But he's a dick that listened to mm-hmm. other dicks. But like hearing that story, that comic story, it does make you wonder why Superman didn't get the ring on Earth. Yeah. Because that was the whole reason they let the planet blow up was because they foresaw Clark Kent, be, uh, they saw uh, Kal-El becoming... This symbol of hope. Well, that doesn't smell like a retcon at all. No. (laughs) 
Wait, then how did he not become the Blue Lantern? Um, I think he was dead. Sure. In Blackest Night. Let's just say he was, because that would totally make sense. Because I think the only two I remember still being alive are Hal and Flash. Okay. Uh, and, and Wonder Woman, because she gets uh, Star Sapphire. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but I think the rest of the main guardian or the main JLU members are dead. Okay. JLA members. And this is all in Blackest Night? Yes. Okay. I should probably read this up, but I've heard that is like a very difficult comic to read though because it sprawls across so many things. It's hard to get like the most condensed version of it down. I mean, there, I mean, there's 12 core issues. Yeah. But I've heard that you really kind of need to be reading all the tangential stuff too for all to come together. It makes yeah, sense. They're good. So how many, do you remember how many issues is Black as Night total? Um, so you have the 12 main, and there, I think there are four offshoots, with their, which are three issues each. Okay. Because um, you have Black as Night series, you have Green Lantern Core Black as Night, which might be more than three, because that was the other like main one. Yeah. Um, and then you had, no, I don't think we had a Flash Black as Night. Flashes night. Flashes night. Yes. Um, I don't remember anymore. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll. It's one of those. I have. I, should... I own most. I mo- I own most of the trades. Okay. For that one because that was when I actually bought comics. Yeah. It's something I should try and do at some point. But I should. There's a lot of Batman stuff I mean to read first. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of Gotham Adventure stuff I mean mean to read <laughs> before I even get to there. Um, but we should probably move along to talk about the things we've been reading. But do you have any other Green Lantern things we want to talk about? Within reason. Oh, so much, but I, I will I will save it for Within <laughs> another time. Okay. Uh, so in that case, Cameron, what you been reading, buddy? Uh, I don't read, but <laughs> as I love to point out to you, <laughs> I know. Um, I've been watching a few things this week. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to two. Okay. Um, I binged immediately through series of unfortunate events season two how is it so good yeah i forgot how much i love the writing and like the dialogue of that because it's basically like i see it as sorkin for kids oh that's fair Mm -hmm. yeah i can agree with that it's very like almost emotionless dialogue yeah um but it's all very smart and it's all very fast-paced and it's all very quippy yeah snappy and quippy Mm -hmm. i i had it on today. I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and I fell asleep within like the first ten minutes. Oh, I it's I I love this series, but I so also much. fell asleep because I was drunk. Drunk, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Uh, I highly highly recommend it because it's. I think it's so much fun. There, it's one of those shows because it's clearly meant for kids. Yeah, but it's a show where like adults. I mean, and me, an adult, I'm making many air quotes. That's fair. Um, where I it, it's an it's an older show that you don't remember it's for kids until, like, a few outstanding moments. Right, yeah. Because it's, it, it's just very well-made. It is. Um, and obviously, Patrick Warburton is amazing. Nathan oh. Fillion is in this season. Oh, that's right, he is. Um, oh. uh, obviously, Neil Patrick Harris is amazing in everything that he does. Yeah. Especially in this role. He's so good as Count Olaf. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then I watched a very odd movie. I'm curious. I'm curious if you've seen this movie before. Um, it's called Midnight Madness. No, I'm not sure I even heard of it. Um, I know you've heard of it because it was one of the answers at Disney trivia that I dragged you to. Dragged's not fair. <laughs> I, had, I had fun with it. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I always love going to a gay bar filled with just screaming woo girls. Yes. So. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's a 1980 Disney movie. Okay. Um, it's not really Disney. It's a it's a college scavenger hunt. Uh, but it was the breakout role for both Michael J. Fox uh, and Pee Wee Herman. What? Yeah. Paul Rubens? Yes. Oh, wow. It was both their first movies. Wait, so it, it is a Disney movie? It is. It doesn't feel like a Disney movie, but okay. it is. Um, and it's like, imagine college stereotypes and then watch this movie because they blow them out of proportion. Oh, really? Uh, it's also, he's not as popular he's he's very near and dear to my heart but it was also the breakout role for the guy who voices mandark and dexter's lab what's asher's name i have no idea you you would know his voice well, yeah of because course. he only has one the voice. one voice yeah uh and he pops up in he pops up in a lot of stuff like he's still he's still a fairly predominant voice actor Okay, let's oh. let's take a look here. Um, I also watched War Games, where that actor also pops up. Oh my god! I've never it? seen War Games before. I've never seen War Games actually. Either. It's really it's on HBO Go. Oh, is it? It is. Oh, yeah. Well, what are we doing here right now? Uh, I mean, I'll watch it again. <laughs> I, uh, I, sh- I I I was going to show you this off air, but we're already talking about it. So Eddie I'll show you this. Deason. Yes, and he like, if you need someone to oh. congratulate on being the nerd stereotype, you can thank this man. Oh, he's in Greece. It do, it would not surprise me if he was the nerd in Greece. Because if you just look at him, he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's, I was like, oh, maybe he's like one of the, uh, um, the greasers. Like, no, no, no. He's oh, like no. the super nerdy guy who's like way too into Rydell High. Mm-hmm. God, I love that movie. Um. Uh, but yeah, so Midnight Madness is this very odd citywide scavenger hunt between kind of the, the different stereotypes. So you have like the nerd team, the jock team, the sorority girl team, the clear good guy team, and then the clear bad guy team. Have a- <laughs> um, but it's fun. It's, it's fun kind of in L.A. because it is set in L.A. Mm-hmm. and you can kind of guess the clues with them. Like I got one of them. Okay. Before they said it in the movie. That's kind of awesome. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, since it is also based in 1980... Everything's lot, gone. Everything's gone, yeah. yeah. Everything's been bulldozed. Because mm-hmm. they talk about, like, this, like, assumedly famous... That's not a word, whatever. Um, presumably? Presumably famous. That's even the right... No, it's not um, right either. Uh, putt-putt area. Okay. Um, which I'm sure isn't there anymore. They go to, like, a pinball... Uh, a pinball arcade, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is gone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, then, like, one of the clues leads them to LAX. And I'm like, Aww. I got that one. I guessed that before they did. Um, <laughs> it's the only time anyone's ever been excited to hear LAX. Oh, yeah. But it, it, like, really wanted me to make a citywide scavenger hunt. But then at the same time, realizing, one, in a movie, there is no traffic. And two, in the 80s, there probably wasn't as much traffic. Yeah. Also, I just did that. You did, but I you did, did. It was West Hollywood. Yeah, but we we made it up to Burbank. Okay. Yeah, oh, you made it far. Yeah, we had to get a photo for the Warner Tower. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's no. This would be like a like you have to find shit scavenger hunt. Like oh. I would hide stuff in the. Oh, city. like the first person to get there, like yes. Takes, oh yeah, this is like yeah. You had to like take photos mm-hmm. as clues, and we had to like collect things. But there wasn't like a. There wasn't a finite thing. There wasn't like, oh, only one of this is buried somewhere. You have to get it. Yes. 
That is what I want to do. Of course. That does sound pretty fun, actually. Yeah. And I was trying to think of a condensed version I could do at Disneyland, but I, I'm, I'm still working on it. So Yeah, good luck just hiding shit around Disneyland. Yeah. I think I could do it. That'll go great. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. You'll get, finally get a chance to see the secret underground security aspects of Disneyland. I always wanted to see Disney Jail. I'm yeah. curious if they give you a pin. <laughs> Super exclusive Disney Jail pins. Uh, thank you for visiting Disney Jail. Here's your exclusive pin. Yeah. Now get the hell out of our park and never come back. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll plug those too. Uh, right. Midnight Madness I just got on Amazon. Okay. I, I just really wanted to watch it. Oh, that's pretty it's fantastic. It's a weird movie. I wouldn't... Like, if you have other things on your list, you don't need to watch this. I but have if a like, lot of other things on my list. Yeah. but I, if I, like, I need to watch Series of Unfortunate Events because Lost in Space is coming out in just like a matter of days. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, if it's like... If you're just with a bunch of friends that want to watch a wonderfully stereotyped 80s movie... Like that—that's a great one. Yeah, because we'll I feel like this is more fun to watch with people we'll than watching by yourself. We'll go watch it. Oh, Shane will tear Shane, this Shane movie will apart. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what are you? What have you been watching, listening, reading? Um, I haven't had much time to do any of those things, but I am almost done with a comic series called Velvet. Okay. Oh, is this the one you got at WonderCon? Uh, no, no, no. This is one that I picked up at Meltdown when it was closing down and everything oh, was super cheap. Right. Um, but it was like one of the few things I came across that I actually knew that I wanted to read and they had all of, and it's great. It's Ed <laughs> Brubaker, great okay. comic writer. And it's just three collected volumes. And the general idea is, uh, what would have happened if James Bond was killed and the prime suspect was Money Penny, who is a fully trained operative in her own right, but just ended up Ooh. at a desk. And so she tries to figure out what happened and the conspiracy just like keeps getting crazier and crazier. And it's all set in 1973. Um, and it like flashes back to the fifties and sixties and stuff. And without going into spoilers, this was kind of a fun twist, but I will say that as it's approaching the end, which I am not finished with the app, I'm getting close. It starts to incorporate some actual real world events, like major real world events at that time into the plot. Okay. And so I'm really excited to see how it ends, but it's been amazing. That sounds really cool. Really liked it. I love that it's finite and mm-hmm. relatively short. Real like fast read. You you do have to pay attention though. Like there's it is kind of convoluted and it's the world of spies. So it's a whole bunch of people who like look alike. Yeah. Have very similar names, as you'd expect from that type of work in that time period. But it's really great. Highly recommend it. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much the only thing I've got. Uh speaking of James Bond. <gasps> I was, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna try and get you and Shane this as a present, and then I saw the price tag on it, and it, the 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 joke was gone. Fair enough. Um, but did you know, you might know this already. Did you know there was an animated James Bond TV series called James Bond Junior? Yes. Yes, I did know that. Actually, <laughs> and it looked amazing. <laughs> did you watch it? I think I did. I remember I had at least a, I had a couple toys. Okay. From it, it was two seasons. Okay. Oh, uh, and I tried to buy you the box set. Oh my like god, seventy eight dollars. What? Like, mm, we, need, sorry, we need to go guys. back to our guy over at WonderCon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that this week, and I was that's like, amazing. I need to get them something. Oh my god, I, I would have greatly appreciated James that. James Bond Jr., nineteen ninety one. Yeah. What a year. Oh, hang on. I have actually one more plug. Since oh it's, yes, it's sitting next to me right here. But so I haven't actually watched the segment yet. But I know it's a thing. But some of you may also watch. Uh, Last John Oliver. week tonight with the great John Oliver. Mm-hmm. And I guess in one of the segments, he was talking about the one thing he likes about Mike Pence is that he has a bunny named Marlon Bundo. Which is amazing. 
which is amazing. And apparently Mike Pence wrote a book about Marlon Bundo. Mm-hmm. Well, then John Oliver decided to write his version of the book with Marlon Bundo, A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. Mm-hmm. But Marlon Bundo is a little gay rabbit. Yes. I happened to come across this today at my favorite bookstore back Which up in Northern amazing, California. Which is amazing because it sold out immediately. Well, that's why I got it. It's yeah. like I overheard the, the girl who works there talking about, like, wait, do you actually have a copy of it? They had a few of them. It's like, oh, I have to get one of these. Yeah. One, because it's gay, so I obviously had to buy it. But two, just it's so snarky and sarcastic, too. But it's also just a delightful little children's read. And so I, I bought it from, like I said, my favorite bookstore, Recycle Books, up in Campbell, California. Uh, and I am now the proud owner of a Marlon Bundo book. That, that's an, it's an honor. We, it really we, is. We read it today while waiting for breakfast. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I think it's going to go into work with me instead of my desk. It should. Yeah. It really, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful cover, a beautiful book. It is. Actually, what I should do is I should go get like a, like a, a, a picture frame holder mm-hmm. so I can like display it. You should. Nicely in the corner of my desk. Yes. For all to see. Yes, exactly. But I'm very, very proud that I own this now. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> So that'll be my second plug. If you guys can track it down, I highly recommend picking mm-hmm. one up. Um, but I think that's it. I think we did it. That is it for one Somehow of our longest, slowest episodes ever. <laughs> I'm going directly to bed now. Me too. Uh, but if you do want to reach out to us and say hello, or if you want to point out to us what we got wrong, tell us about, what we got wrong about Green Lantern, which I'm sure this week is a lot. Yep. Or if you can help us understand how the Green Lantern timeline, timeline. works in the DCAU, please, please, please. Help us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a Gmail. Yes. Uh, I am at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. I'll, maybe I'll put us a photo of good old Marlon Bundo of a man's Instagram for everyone to see. And then Cameron, who are you? What do you do? Where are your things? Uh, I am a 25-year-old male. This is true. Straight. Single. <laughs> um, you can find my art at at Cameron.Dexter. You posted something recently. I did. I uh, For Danny Phantom's 14th anniversary. Oh, Danny Phantom. Uh, I posted a, a little... Uh, I posted a little... A short little video for that. It was that. delightful. I was so happy to see that come Thank back. you. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to see my face, you can find me at CamDexter underscore Adventures. And if you want to see my shirts, we have two new ones coming out this week or next week. Soon. In the next week. Um, you can find that at Core Memories Co. Yay! Yay! Uh, and I think that's everything. So yeah. thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey! Do you like teen dramas? Do you like teens? Do you like watching TV shows? If you do, you might like watching The OC. So give it a try, and you can listen to us in podcast form on the Bro C. We talk about flip phones. We talk about tube tops. We talk about things from the early 2000s. We talk about people smooching other people. Ooh, and great, great music. Yep. So hey, listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud here on the Nerdist School Network. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.